Okay. Yeah. All right. It says we're live on YouTube. We're going to give it a second to kick over so I can mute my YouTube channel before it starts. Just wanted to say happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great time. Welcome back to our weekly edition of Divi Chat. I don't know why I feel so excited now. Maybe it's because I'm back as a regular on Divi Chat and I'm excited to hang out with my friends and yeah. share all of this awesome stuff that we're learning in these different times. So, uh, hey, Tim. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Corey. How are hey. you guys? Bueno. All right. Good. We're going to talk about content marketing today and why now, now, today, yesterday is the time to get started with all the things going on in the world with pandemic and stuff. There's some opportunities. Obviously, small businesses and businesses in general are learning just how much they need to be online, you know. Uh, but also I think web developers are learning, oh my goodness, you know, I'm from home and I can't go call on someone. I can't go out and knock on a door and do the things that I did before in the past. I might need to have people contact me and start reaching out to me. And we want to talk about different things that you can do to make that happen. Content marketing. We've preached it, preached it, preached it. We're going to actually share with y'all some, you know, some of our internal client services because we we do blogging for certain clients and stuff and we'll share with what's happened with them and stuff because we've done that and obviously with your web developers you're going to be able to um you know get people to your site more than ever if you do that we know that so but before i promise i'm not talking the whole day today before we get started let's meet everybody who's going to be here today hi sarah Hi, I thought you were going to go with Corey. We're so excited that Corey's back. Corey has to go oh, first. I'm sorry. I'll come I'm later. Sorry. Go, go, Corey. Go, Corey. Go, Corey. Hey. I am glad he's back. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, I, I had to take some time off for, uh, for family. My uh, youngest, my three-month-old, uh, as many of you know, had, uh, had uh, a birth defect, and um, it, the issue kind of resurfaced and came back up, so... We'd come home and then he got sick again and we had to spend um, over a month uh, out of t living out of town and living down in, in Phoenix. Um, and uh, so yeah, finally he got discharged right before the coronavirus uh, stuff started getting really crazy in the, in the hospitals. And uh, yeah, we're back home enjoying the family. We don't mind being uh, self-isolated one bit right now. We're just happy to, to be home and around each other. Um, and yeah, and around all of you awesome people, I've missed uh, the panelists and the listeners of, of Divi Chat, and uh, it, it's good to be back. Oh, and Corey Jenkins, Aspen Grove <laughs> Studios, and Divi Space. Boom. I'm super excited to have you back. Of course, I get to see you more than everybody else does, so they're probably a little bit more excited. Sarah, <laughs> you get to go now. You go now. All right, now I'll go. Uh, I'm Sarah Oates, Intuit Web Studios. It's now 7 a.m. in Australia for Divi Chat, so that's going to be for the rest of winter. So for anyone out there in Australia, if you're watching this delayed, we're going to be on at 7 a.m. for the next few months. So you're going to see me start the show really tired and then slowly wake up as we go through. And by the end, I'll be like, whoa, I'm ready to go. Is that um, because so, you like talking to us or because of coffee? It's, it's the coffee. It's the coffee. It's all the coffee. 
always. Um, so you can catch me at endure.com.au or endureweb on the socials. And I don't do email blasts. So this is going to be a fun episode. These guys are going to convince well, me why. And maybe I'll ask the dumb questions this time. Well, we'll clear this up real quick. We're going to talk about content marketing, which is blog posts. Oh, right. So, Sorry. Know. I thought we were doing email blasts. So, coffee you know. coffee I, 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 has I not kicked in yet, all, It all kind of goes in a circle too. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah, all right. Absolutely. Well, I will wake up <laughs> and uh, I'll join the conversation in about 10 minutes. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Tim. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here from DiviLife.com, uh, where my Divi plugins, child themes, and tutorials are. TimStreifler.com with my client services. And then uh, WPGears.com, where I have my Divi Business Expert course with my uh, co-partner, David. I'm not sure where he is. Diagonal? Is that the right I'm direction? Caddy corner, probably one of these. One of these. One of these. It, sometimes it's mirrored and reversed and all that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, excited to be here. I, the, the last couple of weeks, we kind of talked a lot about like kind of coronavirus and how to help your clients and stuff like that, which was really good. But I'm excited to talk about something uh, super practical and uh, something that you can implement and get started with if you're not already doing it. So um, yeah, I'm pumped to kind of get back and, into that. And it can also help your clients. Exactly. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I guess to say I'm excited to get back to kind of a, a more marketing web design type focus. Uh, yeah. Topic. As opposed to, you know, whoa, it's the world. I totally get it. Now. Yeah, no. And I mean, I'm glad we did those topics and those were super important, but, but also yeah. I, I just want to ask uh, if anybody has any toilet paper I can have too. So. <laughs> I yeah, just want I ordered it all months ago. I have officially bought my first package of bamboo toilet paper because that was the only Ooh. thing on the shelf. I have no clue what it's going to be like, but I'm looking forward my, to it. I'll let y'all know. Report yeah, back my, here in a couple dad, of weeks. My dad uses that. They have like a subscription and they've had like no problem getting it because they were already signed up for it. So it's yeah. sustainable. Yeah. So that's good. Well, we if you want sustainable, too. this is a reusable toilet paper. It, it, was, originally, it was originally white. It was originally white. So. <laughs> that's so gross. Right. Just kidding. Well. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> I use it to wipe well, my glasses. Well. It's microfiber. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, my name is David Blackman, and I am the co-founder with my partner, Corey Jenkins, over there of Aspen Grove Studios. And we also have Divi Space, where we have Divi products and WordPress products and WooCommerce products. Uh, and WP Gears with Tim. For me, he's somewhere over there, probably diagonal and stuff. And I'm kind of excited about this this topic. I guess I'm a little bit. Uh, um, I'm not going to say biased. Uh, it's something that I feel very passionate about and very strongly about. I think um, the reason I do is because I know what it's done for our own business and what it's you know how it transformed our business. Literally, when we started doing it, like five years ago or so. But also, what we've been able to do for our clients you know, by just doing something that's really, really simple that they're already doing. And that is producing valuable, relevant content to their audience, you know. So if you're a web designer and 
you know, you want to get more web design clients and stuff, then, you know, you may want to start producing some content that small businesses and medium-sized businesses are going to be searching for how, you know, which is how do I get my business found kind of stuff. So we're going to kind of talk about all that stuff that you can do, you know, and for yourselves even. So I'm going to dive in. I would love to define. It's been a while since we've had a topic. Oh, finally got a topic. We're defining. Yeah, I I used to always be the first to call you out on it too. So I know. Yeah, exactly. So Tim, uh, while you're defining, I'm going to be dropping this this blinds because the sun's like shining right in my eyes. But go, Tim. Yeah. So content marketing is basically the uh, concept of creating content in the hopes of gaining organic search traffic from the search engine. And so like, that's the goal is you basically you blog and you create content and you get people coming to you, which then gets you more organic traffic for free. And so it's a long-term play. Another term for it uh, is inbound marketing. And so where, you know, you think of traditional marketing as being more outbound where you're running ads and you're, you know, doing outbound sales efforts and stuff like that. Inbound marketing is you're going to create awesome stuff, whether that's a blog post, whether it's videos or whatever, and it's going to get people coming to you because you've, uh, kind of, uh, made yourself an expert in the space and you know a lot and you're being really helpful and you're really credible. So it makes people want to come learn from you. And therefore, uh, the end result is that they eventually buy from you too. So it doesn't matter if you're selling products or services, um, content marketing, inbound marketing is, is great. Uh, as I just said, and I think David mentioned it too, it's a more of a long-term strategy. So it's like, if you need, you know, someone to buy your product or hire you tomorrow, content marketing is probably not going to do it for you. It's more of a long-term play, but once you get that snowball rolling, it really starts to, to build on itself and, uh, you get a lot of traffic. So, um, yeah, I, I think I covered kind of the basis, but you guys feel free to jump in if I left anything out. Uh, I think you did a great job with it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you did a fantastic job. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. Everybody have a great week at TV chat. No. So I think one thing no. that content marketing does from a, like a buyer perspective or what it can do is allow you to warm up really slowly with someone. So sometimes, like sometimes you might be looking for something, you find a blog, you read the blog, you buy the thing, like you just in straight away, like you were already ready to go. But sometimes like you're just interested in a topic, you find a blog, you read it, and then you start like, maybe you subscribe and you get their emails or like, Maybe you just read then a few blogs and then you think, actually, I'll just follow their Instagram. And then you like follow their Instagram for a little while. And then, you know, like, and it can take you a few months until then you're suddenly like, okay, now I'm in. So I think that's what it can do sometimes is it's just the indoor that then opens you up to a bunch of other things that they do. Totally. Because they say the average amount of times that people need to see you before they buy is seven times. And so, like you said, some people are ready and they buy right away, but a lot of times it can take people over the course of a year or longer and seeing you a lot, you know, to be able to feel comfortable buying or tell they're ready to buy. And so if you're constantly putting out content, teaching them and teaching them, it's like when they do finally need that product that you have, it's like, well, of course you're going to come to them or or they're going to come to you because you've already taught them so much and you're on the top of their minds yeah and i think i think go ahead Corey. 
Yeah, I, I was going to say it's, it's, uh, you really need to come at it from like a really selfless perspective and like maybe initially not focus on how it's going to benefit you. You need to really think of like the type of content that you can put out there that's going to be super beneficial and helpful to your uh, potential customers and readers. And, you know, I'm not talking about giving away the farm, but, you know, giving away just really valuable content. You know, you're going to put out, you know, some freebies and blog posts and things like that. And, and kind of like Tim was saying, you become that trusted source to keep coming back. You know, um, if, if you have a very helpful blog, kind of like the Elegant Themes blog, people are just going there to, you know, check what's, even if they don't have the emails, going there once a week to check uh, what's been, what's been posted. And you really want to be that like trusted source of, uh, of information uh, and education to people. That's awesome. Yeah, I think those are some really great points. And I'm glad you brought up Elegant Themes' blog because, you know, they've been, you know, content marketing for a while, you know, and they're a theme company and obviously they're product based. And that's kind of their revenue model is to sell their, their products and stuff. But <clears throat> very rarely do you see them put out content that is, hey, come buy my products and stuff, you know, and it's always about how to better yourself with using WordPress. Obviously they create the Divi theme, which this Divi chat is surrounded around, you know, is, is around that theme. They're always putting out content to help you take your Divi game to the next level. Um, and, and they're covering everybody, not just web developers. They're touching touch points or, you know, brand new people who've never built a website before, you know, how they can do it and stuff. And, 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 and that's huge. I mean, I think all three things that y'all brought up were, are massively important. Um, content marketing, in my opinion, in order to be successful is not about shouting from the rooftops about how great our company is, come buy our stuff. It's helping people, it's serving people. And if you do that, you know, what's gonna happen is search engines are smart these days. They are, they are very smart. They can tell whether or not you're putting out valuable content to an end user, or if you're just spamming a bunch of crap to try to get, you know, your, your stuff out there and ranked, you know, they know if it's, if it's a valuable piece of content or not, because you know what people have been producing content now for a long time, you know, over 25 years on the internet. So those search engines, have aggregated all of that content and they can tell the, the bullshit from the good stuff and, and they can tell your new articles as well. So make sure that you put out good route, valuable stuff and it's going to come back. And like Tim said, it's a long play. It's not the, not the quick play, but one of the things we titled this is why now is the time to get started. You know, and I felt like it was relevant that we cover some topics that what can we do now? A lot of people are quarantined. They're staying at home. They may not be as busy as they were a week or two weeks ago. So in my mind, what can I do to help up my game for my business, first of all, and how can I possibly generate revenue right now sitting at home? Well, I can start producing content, you know, and stack it up, you know, to where you have enough content to you know, do a six months or a year or whatever, who knows? I don't know. You, you, you could do it if you wanted to, but also reach out to your existing clients, former clients and say, look, now you understand, you know, we just had 
a big wake-up call. You know, the world's changed. What happens? You want to make money? Let me show you how. So I don't want to talk the whole time. So yeah, go to. I, I think uh, <clears throat> a good place to start because I think for a lot of people that uh, maybe like, okay, that makes sense. I see the value. Like you, you, you've sold me Divi Chatters, um, but like, where do I start? Uh, which is like, that's always the, the hardest part is just getting started. And so I think before you actually go out and start creating content, um, kind of the best practice, uh, this isn't, you know, something that we came up with, this is considered best practice is you got to figure out who your avatar is, who your ideal customer is, because you, the whole concept is being helpful and, and, you know, teaching and, and writing content, putting it out there. But if you don't have it like dialed in who you're trying to help, uh, you're going to be all over the place. Um, and so even though you might think, you know what it is, uh, the, the more specific you can kind of tailor your avatar, the better off you're going to be. Uh, it's not just about getting sales later down the road. It's, you're going to be able to help specific people better than trying to just help everyone. And so that's usually the, the best place to start when doing content marketing and inbound marketing is, is craft your avatar. And so you might be saying like, okay, well, what the heck is that? Well, it's your ideal uh, customer who you, uh, you're, you want to buy your products, who you want to help, who you want to serve. And then you get really specific with it. You, you come up with uh, like, they, they, this is kind of considered best practice because it helps you uh, right when you have like specifics about them. And so you, you give them a name, you know, one, one's Jack, one's Jill, and you know, they're this age and they, uh, you know, they're a dentist and you know, this other, uh, version B of the avatar is a psychiatrist or, you know, or whatever. And you, you give them really specific, uh, qualities and, and characteristics and everything. And then you write everything to them. Right. So now you're not thinking of this general person. Now you have Jack in your mind or Jill or, or you know, whoever. Um, and so that can really help you uh, create content that is valuable rather than just something that's vague. Now you, you have someone in mind that you're trying to help. And so what I've done is I always try to think of someone specific rather than coming up with a fictional person. I think of a real person. And to me, that's more valuable. And so that's something that I've learned along the way is, is I think of someone, okay, this person right here, uh, this is someone that would, you know, want to hire me or they did hire me or whatever. And I pretend like I'm talking to them when I'm writing a blog article, what's their expertise level? Like what, where are they at and how can I communicate this to them? Because without that, you're just kind of throwing stuff out there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think it's useful because um, I think a lot of us can get really worried about our writing style and whether we're good enough and whether people are going to read it and think we're an idiot or like if professional, like people who are beyond us are going to read it and then think, oh, you're such an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. But if you're talking to say a client or a potential client, like when I go into a meeting, I feel really confident, but if I'm going to try and write a blog, I'm not going to feel very confident. So the idea of actually talking to someone specifically, I think it allows you to shut out that idea of Let's pretend I'm not talking to a hundred or a thousand or a million people, but let's pretend I'm just talking to this one person. What do they want to hear? Then I think it's going to make you feel a little bit more confident about writing in general. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to give a piece of advice on that um, with our company and in my company before that, even I, I kind of, you know, started doing the initial blog posting and, and writing and stuff. And um, I've always been a, been a pretty good writer. It, it, it came somewhat easy to me. I didn't, always enjoy it a whole lot. Um, it wasn't like the easiest thing for me. 
Um, but you, you have to get past that point in your head to where you're just like overthinking and overthinking and overthinking and just let it like flow naturally. Just, just start writing it, get through it, finish the whole thing and then go through and do an edit or two, but, but don't, don't overthink it. You know, um, I, 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 one of the, uh, first word camps I went to was like 2014 and Chris Lemma was, uh, was speaking about kind of the same subject content marketing. And he's like, oh. he's like the number one first step in con. I know we shouldn't say that in the Divi world. He but, threw um, the, he threw the, <laughs> the CL word yeah, out there. He's, he's actually a wealth of knowledge. And, I love him. I, I know. I I'm just, oh, yeah, yeah. He's, no, we're he just giving him. Yeah. If we're you ever get a chance to, to meet him or go check out his blog, he's a wealth of knowledge and content marketing and, um, Sorry, really quick, Corey. If anyone didn't know what David was alluding at, he's he's known to not be a huge fan of Divi, and so yeah. that's why we were joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so, anyways, he was giving a talk, and his number one piece of advice was just just do it. Get get like three or four blog posts out there, put them out there, just qu quit overthinking it, and get them out there. And then after that, once once your writing style and that's out there, your guard's gonna go down. You're not gonna like not going to care as much. You're always going to have the a-holes who, when you post a blog or something that are going to comment, Oh, you know, you misspelled this, or, you know, you should have used this Oxford dictionary version of this. And, uh, or, or someone who always thumbs down your videos. It doesn't matter what, if I publish a video to Divi chat, I always have one person right away. Gives me a thumbs down. I don't uh, know why. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Tim. So as a, as a quick question to that, what do you guys do when, if, if someone like says, oh, you misspelled this thing or they say something really negative, do you, obviously you're going to fix the spelling mistake, which is the great thing about it being live, you know, that it's not a print thing that, you know, you can't edit. But what are you going to do? Do you delete it? Do you reply to it? How do you here's, deal with people with here's negative the thing. comments? If it's on your blog, you don't have to approve the comment. And, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> and you, you get a lot of rude people to saying rude things just because. And okay. And so not, you just don't approve it. You're not obligated to approve it. If it's, if it's not contributing any value whatsoever to the subject yeah. and the subsequent readers of that blog, then I, I don't feel that we're under a moral obligation uh, to post it now, if it's somebody, if, if it's somebody offering a different point of view or perspective, maybe, or, or, or a different way of thinking at things, then that's fine. Yep. But it's like just personally attack just to be rude or critique your grammar and stuff. Yeah. And I guess stuff like that on YouTube, like my videos yeah, are YouTube, really old now. It's more difficult, but... um, to, you know, to, to manage that. And you just, I don't know, I, I guess over the years, I've just gotten thick skin to it. And yeah. And, and I think it, it, it also like, you have to think of what their intention is. A lot of people do that, like, because they want to get a reaction and they want to get you riled up and they want you to get all defensive and, you know, and be rude back to them. Yeah. And so like in those cases, you know, when I do publish it and uh, I'll usually just, I won't give them the reaction that they're looking for. I'll just be super nice and like, oh, thank you so much for pointing that out, you know, because <laughs> it's like, yeah. they, so do they, you, so that's on like YouTube or whatever. Would you approve it if it came through on a blog? Um, most of the time, like Corey said, if, if they're just trying to be like hateful and it doesn't add value, then it's like, no. Yeah. But, but if um, it's they had a different opinion to you, you would approve it. And then yeah. Or, or like if, it's, if it's something like where they, they have a legitimate question or like yeah. it might be like a negative tone, but like I want to 
clear up whatever it is that they're confused about or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and, but another thing too worth noting is the search engines like that. Like they they can yeah. know what is considered engagement huge. Yeah. And engagement helps. And so, like Corey said, if it's you know it crosses a line and it doesn't add value, and it, or if it's clearly spam, it's like okay, well, I'm not yeah, going to publish. Yeah. I mean, somebody's like, it. oh, you know, you spell this wrong. Did you ever you know yeah. graduate from the second grade? And yet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think don't approve it, you know. I think this is a perfect. I'm glad that uh, that Corey used the CL. Um, Chris, we love you. Um, but it's a perfect example of how powerful content marketing is, because Chris Lemma in the Divi world is not a Divi guy, but because he is such, as Corey used, a wealth of knowledge on content marketing, and because he's a regular content marketer in WordPress, Google sees him as an authority. So he wrote that one negative blog post about Divi several years ago. If you're with Divi, you're stuck forever, yada, yada, yada with the short code stuff. That blog post still ranks page one for Divi, which is crazy. <laughs> you know? And but it's probably, it's probably still it's getting a, comments weekly, like multiple comments. And it's be, it's it's because content marketing works. I mean, look at look at this perfect example. You know, how much content, Divi content, do we produce every week? Tim produces every week. Other people that we know, Elegant Themes produces every week, and Chris Lemus blog posts still ranks super high page one most of the time and he wrote it four years ago or so but he's you know you got to understand that the how it works it's you know once google sees you as an authority in a in a place such as wordpress they're gonna preference you know your content's getting preferential treatment over the new guy's content because they're a trusted source they put out valuable, relevant content and it's good. So, and the long, it is a long play, but I am telling you, it is so worth it, you know, and you got the time right now. Everybody's quarantined, you know, <laughs> you need some topics, come over here. We'll give you some topics and stuff to, you know, that you can do to help, you know, your business. Yes, definitely. I, I think one thing worth noting, this is maybe getting a little advanced, but I think it's worth talking about a little bit. Uh, Sarah had mentioned at the beginning, you know, some people, they might find your blog post, click, read it, and then buy or hire, you know, whatever the, the end result you want it to be. Um, however, some people might take a little bit longer. And so once you get to the point where you are in a rhythm, creating content and, and writing blog posts, you can start uh, having different pieces of content that are tailored to different people and where they are in the buying cycle. So like, for example, your web designer, you want to do content marketing. Well, you could have people that have, you know, they know they need a website, but they haven't really decided if they want to do it themselves or hire someone. Well, you can have content that, you know, uh, kind of addresses that, you know, and, and teaches them something about that stage of the buying cycle. And then you have, might have another piece of content that's more tailored towards someone who, uh, you know, they, want to hire someone. And so now they just need to figure out who, right. And so then it's like, okay, you know, the top 10 web designers in Maui, you know, or whatever. Um, and so you can start having different pieces of content that is basically, I, I want to say targeted, 
towards different people in the buying cycle. But again, it's still coming. The, the overall tone is not salesy. It's not, you know, come hire yeah, yeah. me. It's, it's teaching, it's being helpful. It's, you know, providing value. It just happens to be, you know, kind of tailored towards people because not everyone's in the same, same place. So. I think um, the other thing, so I have been thinking about blogging, by the way, I am 80% through our new website and it does have a blog there ready to go, but I have not nice. written the blog because I don't have any time. But one thing I was thinking about doing was kind of having three streams. So the third stream that you didn't mention, Tim, is to current clients. So to small businesses who you just want to give them helpful information. And the advantage with that is, yes, they might have already built a website with you, but you want to stay top of mind with them. And so you want to be providing them useful information of saying like, okay, so you've got your website, like, why don't you start a blog or like, you know, so content that's going to help small businesses who already have a website, maybe they're already current clients, or maybe they're just other people who are looking for small business related stuff. But what that can do is actually trigger them to potentially like spark up, oh, I should redesign this thing or, oh yeah, I really should add a new page to my website or so yeah. kind of talking to the people who are current clients. So you're not even selling to them. You're just trying to be really useful to the small yeah. businesses who work with you. So if you were like a plumber or whatever, you could do the same thing. You could be writing a blog that's to potential people who might want to come hire you. But you can also be like talking maintenance with your current clients and be sending them information. Hey, like my... um. A client of mine, but he also does our cool air conditioning thing. Like he sends out an email just before winter saying, don't forget to turn off your water tank, like for the evaporative cooling, because if it freezes over, like, you know, it mucks up. So he's like putting out information to current clients to kind of remind them how to look after their stuff, um, which I think is really useful. And it keeps it top of mind and makes you think, oh yeah, actually I need a service. I should call him. Yeah, that's really good. And Elegant Themes does that exact thing where uh, they publish two articles a day, seven days a week in most cases. And one of them is like WordPress, web design, business. And, you know, they have a lot of leeway on the things they cover. And then the other post of the day is Divi related. Well, in order to actually get use out of that content you have to already be using divi like you have to already be a customer but like sarah said it keeps them top of mind they're providing value to their existing yeah. customers with lots of educational content and you know someone might uh you know forget that they have divi and then they open an email with an with something that like is pertains to what they were trying to do and realize oh yeah i have this divi membership and my re renewal next week now i have use out of it because i forgot that you could do this and blah 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 and so it's like yeah that uh, that concept of just staying top of mind and being really useful to people that have already purchased your product. I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm battling, I'm struggling with whether or not I should say it, but I feel like it would be okay because it's very relevant to the topic we're discussing right now. I, don't say I, it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I won't. I promise. Do it. Actually, Do I don't think it's, you know, I think, I, I think at the end of the day, this is about Divi, it's Divi chat. We're sharing this information, especially what you just talked so like, about how, yeah, dun, dun, dun. I had a call with, with Nick um, this past week and we were kind of talking about some things and he shared something with me that was just really, really interesting. Um, and I think it goes to Tim's point about people who are staying in the know and then what's going on in the world right now is that, um, a lot of users that 
have not, you know, used Divi in quite a while are coming back and using Divi. Their support was up uh, because of this. And I think it's because obviously they put out norm regular content and those people have stayed in touch. And then the coronavirus, COVID-19 hit the world and everybody's quarantined and, and people are like, oh, I'm going to pick this thing up again. You know, I'm going to pick this thing up, try to, you know, they, they're realizing that a lot, a lot of people have are out of work and they're not making money and businesses are closed and stuff. So they're repicking up some of these tools that could help them, you know, maybe solve those problems and stuff. And I think it goes to the point of the existing audience. Elegant themes does the two blog posts every single day, all the Divi content and stuff. And then the, the, the web stuff, WordPress stuff, marketing, whatever. Um, so yeah. You'd think some of it would be that, but like, not to be a negative Nelly, but like some of that might just be that they have a Divi website. They're a DIYer. They haven't done anything on it for like five years. And all of a sudden yeah. they're like, crap, I need to like yeah. up my game on my website. And now they're suddenly yeah. like, I don't remember how to do anything. I better like refresh my website and, you know, which that is, is great, not negative but- at all. That, yeah, that's a I, great I, point. I, I, I've even noticed that a bit in our support forum. Some of our lifetime uh, or annual members, uh, you know, you, you see more and more people writing in like, hey, I, I purchased this last year. I'm just now getting around to using this plugin. I'm seeing an uptick of people um, who are finally activating, you know, some of their licenses. Yeah. And, and yeah, some people purchase stuff. Maybe they're a little flush with cash um and uh you know and come back later now in, in the terms of like somebody being a lifetime member you're like great they paid for it they're coming in now and like using up you know our support form and, and we're happy to help people but there's also the people who you know may have purchased one single product for you or maybe an annual membership that expired and they're going back and like wanting to renew um that that service yeah now. and uh yeah it's, it's all about keeping them top of mind and kind of like elegant themes we haven't done it to the tune that they have, and, and we actually do it on two different platforms, but because we have aspengrovestudios.com and divi.space, we've been able to somewhat segment the audience uh, to where Divi Space is is more, uh, you know, Divi-centric and the content is is all about Divi. And then we've utilized Aspengrove to be more general WordPress informational on that side. And ultimately it all, it's all content related to Aspen trees and forests and everything. Aspen tree, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. That's mainly it. We're actually making our own uh, Aspen toilet paper now. Right now. Yeah. Is that included in your lifetime membership? It is. Yeah. Aspen. Nice. Nice. I like We are on a roll. You see what I got to deal with every day. It's kind of awesome. I think one of the things that blogs do probably the best, well, the, there's two things. So we, websites where they do a really good blog, they do two things for me. One is they show me that they know what they're talking about. So they actually reassure me like, yeah, yeah it's great if it's useful information, but one thing it does is it um, puts them as a, an authority. So it helps yes. me know that they know what they're talking about, but then also the ones who give things away. So whether that's information, so that, you know, they might be um, a lot of marketing companies might put out like a free, like PDF that helps you like work out your um 
persona person or your like avatar or whatever. And so you can print it out and then you can like fill it out. So that helps more businesses. So it actually gets them on the roll. And some people would charge for those things, but instead these companies, like as a part of their blog or whatever, they're giving that away. It gets you started. You feel like they're being gracious and giving and, you know, and then it gets you on like more interested in actually working with them. But the other thing is the authority thing. And I think that's really important for, you know, sometimes we can feel like we need to hold everything all to ourselves and then charge everyone for all the things. But I actually think if you give away some of it, or even a lot of it, then that's going to help people feel like you're not just there to rip them off. You're going to be giving something to them um, and you're not just trying to like get every bit of cash out of them for every little possible thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you said it, it establishes you as an authority because people want to hire experts. Like if you yeah. can show that, Hey, you're an expert, like they want to hire you. And it's like, I've been on the flip side of that, like hiring contractors or, or whatever. Like if I see yeah. like, Oh, this guy right here, he is the most knowledgeable guy about solar. Like he's educated me a ton. Like, Holy cow. Yeah. Like, I don't care if this other guy is going to be a little bit cheaper. This guy is like, he knows everything. Like I want to hire him. And like, you he's, would he's always prefer to pay yeah. more for someone who's going yeah. to do the job right or better or yeah. That yeah. You, and the blog is like a yeah. huge way to be able to communicate that. Hey, I'm the expert here. So, it's almost like yeah. a client yeah, meeting. Think... Like if you can sit down with a client and explain to them how Google works or why things rank in Google, people always walk away going, wow, they really know what they're talking about. Like, yeah, that totally right. sold me. And you can yeah. do that in a blog. Yeah. And I think that, um, one of the things that you brought up that's super duper important, you know, is about giving away knowledge. Look in this day and age, I hate to tell you it's out there already on the internet. If you're afraid of, <laughs> of not sharing, uh Oh, I think David went camera. away. <laughs> I it, I getting wonder, dark early I there wonder. on the West coast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's, uh, Oh, we can still hear you. That's <laughs> so it. You can keep yeah. talking. Uh, oh, battery, battery is exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> Your it, it, battery is tired. That's my battery. <laughs> well, I've got it plugged into the wall, so I hope it's not exhausted. But, um, <laughs> my battery's tired I'll, too. I need more coffee. Yeah. Here, here. I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead and switch to the other camera. That's not as good, okay. which is okay. But, um, um, so, you know, people are so worried about what Sarah was talking about, about giving things away and, and trying to learn, you know, not teach people their seek trade secrets and stuff. I hate to tell you in this day and age, somebody's put that content already out there and it's already available on YouTube. You know, yeah, and it, it's and, either and, on and YouTube or in a blog like post on somewhere. the Facebook ads, like industry secrets. And, you know, you're not going to see this anywhere else. Everybody yeah. is inspired by somebody and they inspire each other. And there's so much crossover in, in these like communities of, of experts on these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, if you're, if you're doing a course and you're going to be extremely thorough in the course, obviously you're not going to like give every single bit of that content away in, in blog posts, but you know, maybe, you know, maybe write, write blog posts that give away enough about a course or a service that you're providing to where people read that they're getting a lot of knowledge and they go, you know, okay. I, I want to take this to the next level and it's going to be a value to me to purchase uh, this service or, or course or whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. And just to start, I didn't mean to cut you off, Corey. 
Okay. Um, to kind of take that point one step further, and this is an example that David and I actually share in our Divi Business Expert course. So say you're a, a plumbing company and you are like, I, I feel like a common thing is like, well, if I want someone to hire me for my plumbing services, why would I write an article that says how to leak or how to fix a, a leaky faucet, right? Like I want them to hire me to come do that. It's like, well, no, people might read it. They might be able to accomplish what you teach and then that's it and they're done. However, if they didn't get it from you, they would have got it from someone else. But probably what's more likely to happen is they're going to try to do it themselves. They're going to be like, hey, even though you're showing me exactly how to do it, like I'm just not that skilled. I, I don't know how to do this. And then they're going to end up hiring you because they see that uh, that you know what you're talking about, that you're able to produce high quality content. You're able to uh, you know, show that you're credible. And so I want to hire you because it now I've seen that I can't do it myself. I've tried. Or maybe they do fix it themselves and they follow along and they do the tutorial of whatever it is and they fix it. And then the toilet explodes yes. and they're like, who am I going to call? Well, right, I'm going to call exactly. this guy who helped me like, cause I'm not going to fix my toilet, but I'm going to hire this guy to fix my toilet. I was able to do the little thing, but the big thing I'm going to hire him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and I've, I've been the example I shared where I tried it and failed. Like that's been my story with all, like pretty much most home projects. Like, oh, I'm going to do this myself, <laughs> like YouTube, like this. It makes a lot of sense. And then I end up just like totally failing, like trying to do like uh, electrical stuff. And I'm like, okay, well now I don't, have, I don't have any lights. So I, 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 I got to call Thanks for being a homeowner. Stay away from plumbing and stay away from electric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smart enough to turn the power off so yeah, no one well, gets hurt, I'm, but yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we brought up electric examples because I want to talk about one of Corey and our clients that we do content marketing for. We started doing content marketing for them a couple of years ago. And when they came to us, uh, they had a goal of, you know, they were a solar and electrical company and they've been in electrical business for 40 years. They were branded. Everybody in their community knew who they were. They were established, well-known, but they had branched off into solar and they really wanted to up their solar game. So, you know, one of the things that we really believed in and had learned was through content marketing. So we started writing blog posts around solar topics to their target audience. And now let me paint this picture for you. This company is in Cottonwood, Arizona. What's the population? in Cottonwood, Arizona, Corey, 20,000 people or something like that. Yeah, you're muted, but we yeah, can it's 11, it's 15, 11 people, it's 15 to 20. It's uh, probably yeah. more people. Yeah, it's super with small like, with like Sedona, yeah. Arizona. It's about 15 minutes from Sedona. Yeah. Community is pretty small. Yeah. Right. But my point is this. There's Phoenix, fifth largest city in the country of United States of America, 5 million people in just Phoenix proper tons of competition in the solar industry. They rank page one on Google for solar in Arizona, number one of most things. And, and their competition is coming in through the door to try to sell them. And they leave asking, how did you guys get to be number one, you know, in such a highly competitive, one of the most sunny places in the United States of America? It was because of content marketing, but the electrical side of it, Corey and I were talking about this because we're doing some, they're pivoting right now. We're going to use them as an example this week. Tim and I are going to showcase some 
we're going to do some live streams and we're going to showcase clients who have pivoted, you know, to do some things during this COVID-19, what they're doing that is successful to pivot and stuff. So we're doing a lot of stuff for them right now. So it's top of mind, but you know, their top blog post on the electrical side is how does, you know, how do I fix my GFCI GCFI breaker when it's yeah. tripped, you know? I mean, that's like a super, I don't know if in Sarah and, you know, in Australia, if y'all have that stuff, but in uh, the I think US, it's just called different stuff. Yeah. It's probably called different. There's a plug yeah. that can, you can reset it. That's not in your breaker box, but it, it can take power out in certain parts like, like of your house. If it's tied to the, oh, yeah. no, we don't have that. We it just trips. have like a box yeah, out the front with out like out a bunch of switches. It's, yeah. It's a very common thing in the U.S., these types of plugs, but it is a highly searched term. Well, yeah, nice. you know, they get a ton, of, a ton of traffic from this very common issue that and, and they solve it for them. You know, yeah. they wrote a blog post, how to fix it, how to find it. And they're page one in Google because of this blog. Post, and realistically, you know? like these our clients, they're the ones who are going to have the best luck with Google, like compared to, say, us yeah. as small businesses in web design. Like we're competing against other people who understand all this stuff and are probably doing all this stuff. Whereas for a lot of our clients, like electricians and plumbers and mechanics and all these guys, they're against people who don't even know how to turn the computer on potentially, you know, like, so they've got the best shot. And so you've potentially got a really good shot at helping your clients because their yeah. competitors aren't doing it, which is great. Whereas exactly. it's a little bit tougher yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Another, um, I mean, this is kind of related, uh, David, I didn't mean to, I don't know if you had some more to say on that topic. I was going to kind of, no, go I'm, I'm good. Here. I just wanted to use a case study of, yeah. You know, oh, one thing I was going to add is, is the reason content. that they started doing the electrical content marketing is because the solar content marketing did so well, you know, that the solar content marketing was doing so well that they're, their first business of being an electrical company needed more, all of a sudden needed more exposure because they were getting so much on the solar side. So, I mean, you know, and that, that was a good problem to have. So now I think since we did, did that electrical campaign, they're a little bit more balanced out um, and nice. they're able to pivot off each side, depending on, uh, you know, where the need is in their company uh, for, for revenue. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I, I think another benefit, which I think it all kind of, uh, goes into what we're talking about, but we haven't really discussed it from this angle, but, but branding, how important branding is, um, Neil Patel, who's a leading internet marketer, SEO expert. He talks about how it, having a brand is the absolute best way to future proof your company and to outrank competitors and everything, because that can't get knocked off by a competitor. And that can't get, uh, you can't, like a, a Google update can all of a sudden destroy your rankings if you're a true brand. Because if you think about it, like the apples of the world and, and huge brands, they could write one article about something that they've never written about before. And all of a sudden they're ranking at the top because they just have such an authoritative brand. And you might be thinking, well, I'm not Apple. I'm never going to be Apple. I'm never going to be uh, you know, Microsoft, all these other huge, huge tech companies, but in your own way, in your own community, you can create a authoritative brand and a major, major way you do that is through content marketing and it can be blog post content, video content, et cetera. And, and it's, again, it's, it's a, not a short-term 
play. It's a very long-term strategy, but over time you start to have an, a, a, an established brand. So small business, so say you're a web designer and you're writing all kinds of articles, not just about like websites and stuff like that, but other things that are helpful to small business owners. Well, all of a sudden now, like, you know, five years down the road, people start to know you. They might've never hired you before, but they just know that you're an authority in your local area as being this agency that just dominates because you're able to provide so much useful and valuable information. So it doesn't matter if Google changes their algorithms or, or their, you know, Facebook or whatever, all these different sources of traffic all of a sudden go away. It's like you have such a strong brand that you're always going to rank well. You're always going to, you know, be an authority in your, your area, in your niche. And so uh, that's kind of what content marketing does in a long-term way. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, it, it helps you on so many levels it, where I really realized the true power of it. Obviously, you know, when Corey and I started Aspen Grove Studios, we had created this one little plugin, the Divi Footer Editor. That was, we, we built it for ourselves, you know, and found out that a lot of people wanted to use it as well. And when I really started to see the value of content marketing was when we started to sell that product and then our sales traffic started coming in. But when I, when my eyes were just like widened and opened greatly was kind of what Tim was referring to and talking about when, when we acquired Divi dot space and we bought Divi space from SJ, who's awesome. We love you SJ and we miss you. You need to come hang out with us on Divi chat sometime. Just throwing okay, it man. out there. You're quarantined. You're quarantined. You might as well come. Um, so, you know, when we bought that, we made a conscious decision to separate our content, put Divi related content on Divi space because it made sense and transition Aspen Grove Studios, which was one of the highest Divi ranking, you know, authoritative websites out there at the time. We decided to transition it to Word, general WordPress and WooCommerce. So we put no more Divi content and we just started writing WordPress articles. When I noticed the power of it was when we wrote the blog post, how to download and install WordPress. How generic, how many times <laughs> has that blog post been written, including by automatic themselves, right? Well, our, that blog post shot to page one of Google almost immediately when we, after we wrote it within a, a couple of weeks time. And I was just like, Oh my God, how did that happen? You know? And what I realized was that because we had been writing all this content, even though it was Divi related, Google saw us as an authority in WordPress, you know? And when we started producing the WordPress content, it started getting shot up, you know, to, you know, very high rankings for certain keywords and stuff based on things that we were writing and stuff. So how valuable is that? So once you're established as an authority and you start producing content that is, what's the word I'm looking for that runs parallel to your, your existing audience, you want to branch out, you maybe want to reach a new audience that runs parallel. Well, because Google already sees you as an authority, and you start producing that content, it's almost like you have an edge. Google trusts you already, or search engines trust you. They're producing this content now. We know they're valuable and relative, and they produce you know, good stuff 
they're going to automatically put you as an authority here. And I don't, that's a theory. I don't know if it's the truth. I'm just going by our own experience. What happened? Yeah. Google's big on reputation. And so I think that's a good way to put it. Like you had a good reputation over here and you're starting to do this. We're going to take your word for it. We're going to trust you. We're going to start ranking you well, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but so also that means like your reputation for contributing to the knowledge base. That is the internet basically, you know, yeah. In, in a positive way. What was that, Sarah? I was just going to say, like, don't expect yourself to have a good reputation when you start, but your job is to build it like slowly. So don't expect yeah. like you're going to rank straight away yeah. because you're not like realistically, yeah. you're just not, but it's going to take time and you'll slowly build up um, and you can watch, you know, the little graphs and all that. Um, one thing that John brought up, John Williamson brought up that I realized we've just been talking about blogs the whole time, but realistically content marketing isn't just blogs, right? Like Instagram stories are having a moment, like they are really having a moment at the moment and not necessarily so much for web design companies, I wouldn't say, but for a lot of our clients, I would say that, you know, Instagram stories are really nailing it right now. And then uh, like Facebook live videos, like videos on YouTube in general, Google is definitely ranking YouTube videos well at the moment. Um, so don't forget, like if you don't like writing necessarily, that video is really going quite well at the moment. And even if it's not that your it's helping you rank well potentially like depending on your business if you can get people following you on instagram and they can be following your stories potentially that has a really really positive impact and helps people you know want to connect with you and maybe they don't even read blogs and so yeah i guess yeah. i just wanted to bring up the fact that it's not all about blogs and not everybody reads blogs and yes blogs yeah. help you rank well but if if you are better at talking on a video you could make youtube videos you could do facebook live videos and then you can even have them transcribed and just chuck them on a blog on your website as like a secondary thing to try and help google but it doesn't yeah. have to all be about a blog and, and, yeah and, and regardless you need to have an audience for like you know for any of that to really be successful i think when I think of blogs, I think of a little bit more like evergreen content and maybe content you can go into once, once or twice a year and adjust slightly and update, uh, you know, depending on tutorials and, and things like that. Um, to me, videos can be somewhat evergreen, but to where you see the people being successful, like on Instagram stories and Facebook live videos or like the stuff that's the stuff that's happening now. And that's great, but, but it, you know, that's not necessarily going to be beneficial to you in the long run. Um, so I, I think it's important to have a mix between the two for both like, you know, short-term leads coming in and then really looking at the, at the long game of that evergreen content. Yeah, totally. That's, that's yeah. Cause point. the hard thing with like Instagram stories and stuff is it's not only short lived, but it's more like people, I mean, you, you can get people to swipe up and go over to your blog or, or whatever, but most times, most of the time people want to stay in Instagram. And so if you're having an Instagram story, it's like, it's, so that's why I feel like it, that kind of goes into what we were talking about with branding is that helps build your brand. It's not necessarily to get you traffic right now, but people are going to see you and stay top of mind and everything. And so I think it all kind of works together, even though like you're probably not going to get a whole lot of traffic from Instagram, you know, compared to blog articles and, and stuff like that, but it's still really important, which I this think is it depends on what your product is. So, yeah. Like if, if I'm looking for a photographer or if I'm looking for like some sort of facialist or something like that, like 
then potentially I would prefer to stalk someone on Instagram than I would to go and read blogs about uh, like the best uh, facial tattooist in Canberra or whatever. And so it just depends on what your product is. And I guess I just want to bring up the point that yes, blogs are going to help you rank well in Google if people, but that's for like a specific type of product. And it may be that different types of marketing uh, or content that you're putting out into the world, it's going to be more effective on different platforms or potentially as videos compared to as written content. And yes, it's not going to be evergreen and it's not going to necessarily be something that then you rank for. Um, but it, it, it could actually be more effective depending on the business. And it's just worth kind of assessing who is your avatar? Who is the person? And do they need to just sit and watch you on Instagram for three months and then they're ready to they're ready to purchase because they've been watching your like before and afters or your um, like seeing your beautiful wedding photos or whatever the Make thing is, or they've seen you in stories like talking about how fun you are and how you would be the perfect person to like make them feel comfortable having their photo taken or whatever it is. Like it may be that that is far more effective and you don't see any results because it's hidden, but it's more effective than blog posts for some businesses. I guess that was just the point. That's true. Yeah. All right, Tim, I need to know how your camera stays on the whole damn time, bro. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with your camera. <laughs> yeah, I'll, it's I'll, not. I'll I, I remember now. I, I remember now there's a setting in the camera that after like 40 minutes, it cuts off. Because I remember when I did like a live or something when I bought the camera that it was a setting in there. And now, now I'm like, it's a weird setting plugged into a power source. Yeah. It's like a stupid setting, but the camera is a few years old. <laughs> yeah. So if it's maybe... plugged, if it's plugged in, you think you wouldn't matter, you know? Yeah. It's plugged directly in and it's some kind of damn setting in the camera. So sorry. I didn't mean to get us off track. <laughs> Tim didn't think we were going to be able to talk for an hour on this topic. I'm just throwing it out there. Tim, every, yeah, every, every time that was before I ate lunch. I was grumpy. So every time we've said that in the past, we've uh, we've gone afterwards like, oh yeah, we probably could have continued on this. And off what Sarah said, I mean, yeah, we could. We could talk about yeah. you know blog content yeah, this... versus video content, um, podcast. Well, a form I, of content marketing. You know, I, I'm going to throw this out there that kind of segues into what Sarah. We're going to start some new things. We're going to up our Divi Chat game and stuff because. Tim and I were working on some um, live streaming. Obviously, we live stream to YouTube each week. And you know that you can live stream to multiple platforms. And now they've integrated the Zoom aspect and, and gives us that ability. So I think starting next week, we're going to start, you're going to start seeing Divi Chat live in a lot more places. Obviously, Facebook, YouTube for sure. I'm not sure what other places we're going to go i know we can go into groups we can go into to specific pages um but who knows we might be on your favorite platform so yeah i i think the youtube live is probably like the official place and so we still want yes. like that to be where the uh the live Comments chatters are yeah yeah because yeah. i think the, you know having one place where everyone talks and stuff but but yeah we want to get the word out there because uh we have our awesome loyal core divi chat uh viewers every week and so we want to kind of uh continue that and 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 get more people out there uh watching divi chat because divi chat's always been something that has been a passion 
project of all of ours, but because it's been such a side thing, we don't, we don't market, like we haven't done anything. <laughs> and so we need to start finding ways to get it out there to more people. Speaking of which, we would really love to hear what you guys want us to talk about. I know we've had a few chats about coronavirus lately and how we can kind of integrate that, but I think some of us are feeling a little overwhelmed by coronavirus and, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a break from that and actually be thinking about our business. And so we would love to hear some more topic ideas because we've covered a lot of things and it might be time to revisit some, but it's useful to hear from you guys. What do you want us to recover? Um, or are there new things that we haven't covered? Um, or do you just want us to talk about coronavirus? Because we can, but I just feel like people are probably a bit over it at this point and need some relief from it rather than just talking about it all the time. I know I do. Like I'm finding myself like I'll listen to a little bit of stuff, but I really want some relief from coronavirus. That's and all I more about want business. to hear about, Sarah. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, like, let us know what you want to hear about because we can talk about just about anything. And yeah, we, we actually have Chris uh, Cuomo from CNN on uh, next week and he's just going to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I, well, I, 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 I missed all the coronavirus stuff, but I, I did see, see some interesting things while we were in the hospital uh, when my son was in there. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting perspective. But <laughs> since I've been out, I've been kind of tuning it out. So. Yeah. All right. Well, it is our hour has come and gone. And um, I don't know. You guys have any final parting thoughts or anything? I think I'm good. So start yeah, blogging. I, yes. That's some, something that's been on, on the top of my mind right now is, uh, you know, I, I, I know it's hard to think like right now how doing content marketing is going to help you immediately because a lot of people are in an immediate jam. And hopefully this won't continue too much longer and everything returns back to normal. But, you know, think ahead to the future. There's always ups, ups and downs in the economy, different things happening in the world. So if that doesn't help you during this and maybe this dip in, in business or in the economy, you know, maybe, maybe look forward to that, to the next one. And, not, and, and all businesses are cyclical and, and, you know, a lot of people's businesses are down at a certain time of year. So maybe if you start, yourself content marketing or convince your, your customer to do content marketing that might help them take a little bit of that edge off during those down times. And, um, you know, so you, it's not something you see an immediate result on, like you might paid ads or things like that, but just think, think of the long game and how it's going to benefit you or, or your client. Yeah. It's one of those things, like if you want to start exercising, right? Like you're never going to be able to just go out and run 21 kilometers like today, I but what you can do is you can go out and walk, for five minutes and then you know like slowly start and it feels like you're doing nothing but if you don't start today you're not going to get to the 21 kilometers like anytime soon so you're better off starting today and walking than you are to do nothing and then still be nowhere <laughs> in yep. six months time one of my favorite and you've got the time now so use the time while you've one got of my the favorite time. phrases that i think i was the first to say probably not but consistency beats <laughs> intensity so it's more important to be consistent than like you, you're not going to go out and be able to run uh, 21 kilometers or 21 miles, depending on what country you're in. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I guess the U.S. is the only one that uses miles, right? So um, if you're anywhere else but the U.S., have it's to be unique. I know. Well, it's stupid because at least <laughs> kilometer, the metric system actually makes logical sense. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but if you if you're consistent and you you can slowly ramp up, and so consistency yeah. beats intensity. Yeah, I'm, I'm stealing that. I'm gonna be wearing a T-shirt that says that next episode. 
And it's going to say <laughs> under it, Corey Jenkins, a quote by Corey Jenkins. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everybody has a great week. I hope everybody is okay. <laughs> I guess in, in this day, you just, you never really know. <clears throat> um, yeah. So next week, we're going to have another great topic. Thanks for submitting some of the topics that we're seeing in the chat. It um, looks like next you. week we'll be talking about Tiger King. I've got like two more episodes to watch and then I can. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me of the town I grew up in. <laughs> All right. Seal. All right, everybody. All right. We're gonna take, take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>